You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This one's for Pat. The ball is free. Denver's got a touchdown, Denver. Here's your host of Locked On Broncos, NFL analyst Cody Rourke. Broncos country. This is your host, Cody Rourke of Lockdown Broncos, and tonight's show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag, one of the best premier sports books out there. If you're interested in what sports betting has to do in the world of sports, well, MyBookie.ag is your premier source. We'll talk about it just a little bit later on the show. But obviously, Victory Friday. Happy Friday, everybody, over here at Lockdown Broncos. Broncos coming off a big win. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to overreact. 25-13 win over the Indianapolis Colts. But you want to know something? With all this talk of tanking going on in the National Football League with the Broncos, I hate it. I kind of don't like it. You play to win the game. Famous coach once said that. That was a quote. You play to win the game. Absolutely. And you know what? Anytime the Broncos win, everything just seems right in the world. Now, we're going to get to the little bit of a full game recap here on today's episode of Locked On Broncos. That's our first segment. Obviously, our second segment, we're going to talk about Trevor Simeon going down with another injury and what that means for the Broncos going forward in these final two weeks of the NFL regular season of the 2017 season. And man, I tell you what, it feels like this season has gone by very quickly. And I don't know how to feel about that. I really don't know how to feel about that in whole, in general, because to be honest with you, you know, without football on the TV, there's nothing really worth watching on television, and that's absolutely horrible. So we're going to find some great things to talk about, obviously, in the offseason as it looms near, some big decisions to be made, and obviously you're going to analyze the quarterback spot. That's a big area of need for the Denver Broncos, but is it really? Maybe in one facet, but we're going to talk about that, obviously. Big game by Brock Osweiler. I was so impressed with Brock Osweiler. I can't wait to break it down here, obviously, in our first segment coming up. But I want to take the time to tell you real quick, if you need some NFL news for your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, your Thursday, your Friday, or even your Saturday morning when you wake up, you have that cup of coffee, and you don't want to hear all the political stuff on TV, well, go listen to Matt Williamson over at Locked On NFL. He brings the latest news, analysis, and scoops around the league with great interviews, analysis, and takes from a professional perspective. Matt Williamson brings the heat with Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So be sure to go follow Matt Williamson over there. He's a great guy. Does a great show. We'll talk about Matt Williamson and hopefully get him on here towards the end of the season to kind of talk about the NFL and and what's transpired with the Denver Broncos this year. That'll be a good episode. But obviously, let's dive into our first segment of the day, the Denver Broncos defeat the Indianapolis Colts 25-13. Now, the Denver Broncos found themselves down 10-0 at halftime, and unfortunately, the first half was one that the Denver Broncos and obviously some of the fans would like to forget, including myself, but you know what? It's we, we found the trend overall this season that when the Broncos have been even down 10 points, I think Vic Lombardi touched on it greatly this morning on the Vic Lombardi show, is that we've been so used to when the Broncos find themselves down in a deficit, a 10-point deficit, a double-digit deficit, there's no hope. We haven't had any hope all year. And that's, you know, that's just being real. We haven't had any hope because we haven't played to the best of our abilities as a football team. But the Denver Broncos the last couple of weeks have started to put it together. Now, I think it really just goes to show. Trevor Simeon is a nice human being, but he is not a quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. And the sky cam was very revealing. 
Very revealing. We saw where Trevor Simeon was going before he knew where he was going, and we knew it was going to be an interception. So Trevor Simeon, unfortunately for him, you know, he's a nice guy, like I said, great human being, but he's not a football player in the National Football League. He's not a starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. I'm sorry, he's not the guy. He His career probably with the Denver Broncos is over. Mike Kliss reported earlier today that he is done for the year with a shoulder sprain and the AC joint on the shoulder where he had reconstructive surgery. So I think when we look at things, you know, we, we just got to look back at what was the, the story of Trevor Simeon. Now, Trevor Simeon was a guy that won the job last year in, obviously, preseason over Paxton Lynch, a guy they drafted in the first round. And he looked pretty decent for the first five weeks of the NFL regular season in 2016. Then they faltered, and then they lost most of their other games. They, only, they went 9-7, and seven, and that was, in a year, that was a bad year. That seemed like a bad year for the Denver Broncos, especially coming off a of Super Bowl. And, we, you know, coming into this year, starting off 3-1, and one, and Trevor Simeon actually looked good for three weeks. And then all of a sudden, he faltered down. Then he looked good against the New York Jets. And then he just didn't come out in this game against Indy, and he didn't look very good at all. Very inconsistent, very sloppy footwork, very bad uh, placement. He didn't even go through his reads or his progressions, threw a pick into triple cover. I mean, it's really hard with the color rush, the NFL color rush jerseys. There's like three or four players just swarmed in blue, one guy in orange, and you just throw it to that person. It didn't work out. And I thought the sky cam was very revealing. So unfortunately, you know, the Denver Broncos, you know, I don't want to root for a guy to get hurt ever, you know, but I think the Broncos were fortunate enough that Trevor Simeon got hurt in yesterday's game. So Brock Osweiler came in and I tell you what, Brock Osweiler looked nice. He looked very impressive. Now let's talk about what Brock Osweiler did. Brock Osweiler came into the game essentially late in the second quarter. He threw and he finished the game 12 of 17 for 194 yards, two touchdowns, and he had a rushing touchdown. Jacoby Brissett and the Colts started off fast. They got they jumped up on Denver 10-0 very quickly. Jacoby Brissett was 17 of 30 for 158 yards, one rushing touchdown. Now, the difference in this game, the Broncos defense started off a little slow. The offense couldn't get it going. As soon as Trevor Simeon went got hurt, Brock Osweiler came in and all of a sudden things started to change. They had some momentum boost from guys like Devontae Booker, Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Jeff Hireman, just some guys to kind of name a few key guys. I was over, I was impressed overall. You know, I we wanted to see something in the end of the year. We wanted to see the Denver Broncos fight and have that fight, and they did just that. And so coming into the second half, Brock Osweiler looked absolutely great. His throws were coming out quick. His reads were great. The sky cameras were revealing. On the Cody Latimer touchdown, you knew that's who he was throwing it to because it opened up perfectly right over the top. He had some very good ball placement. You know, and I think Vance Joseph and the Broncos need to really look at starting him for the rest of the season. I think the Broncos have a legitimate player as a backup quarterback on the roster right now in Brock Osweiler. I'm going to eat my words. I said a couple weeks ago, the Broncos quarterback for 2018 is not on the roster. He's not, but the backup quarterback is. So before we jump off to our next game recap, I want to take the time to tell you about what we have going on over here, the Locked On Podcast Network, Adam Matas of the Denver Nuggets, covering Locked On Nuggets daily for you here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Obviously, the Nuggets have a huge game tonight against the Pelicans back home. It's good to be back home. And obviously, good news, Nikola Jokic is back. You can catch a full game recap of Locked On Nuggets, hosted by Adam Matas, over here at Locked On Podcast Network here tonight. Keep your eyes peeled for that. So back to my point, obviously, with the Denver Broncos and Brock Osweiler, I was just overly impressed by the amount of poise Brock had. And I think this is where all those years sitting behind Peyton Manning, 
and, and kind of learning how Peyton Manning prepared the leadership part of it, I think that's exactly what Brock Osweiler had. The offense looked different. The energy looked different for the Denver Broncos. Okay, obviously being down 10-7 at half, you didn't really have a lot to worry about. But they really came out, and, and I tell you what, the third quarter was pretty explosive for the Broncos. They scored 15 points in that third quarter alone. And Jeff Hireman, man, I've been waiting to see a game from Jeff Hireman like that for a long time, especially being a vertical threat. We've seen glimpses of it. Now, he's been battling a knee injury. He had an ACL injury a couple years ago, and he had kind of a dinged-up knee this year. But to see him come into a game, especially a game where Virgil Green went out with a neck injury, never returned back to the game, Jeff Hireman was a guy who actually had a pretty good game blocking, and obviously the catch and run, the 54-yard touchdown, which happened to be the Broncos' longest scoring play of the year. Pretty amazing. But Brock Osweiler and the offense had it going, and I, I think it's just quarterback play. The Broncos' offense looked terrible. Looked like it was lackadaisical, and it looked like it was going to be an easy loss for the Broncos in the first quarter and partway through the second quarter with Trevor Simeon still in there. It just seemed that way. There was no energy, no leadership. And then Brock Osweiler comes out, and you can just see the immediate change. Now, if you have the game DVR, go back and watch it. When Brock Osweiler comes into the game, the momentum changed. The momentum shifted. The confidence started growing in the Denver Broncos, and you can tell visually. C.J. Anderson had one of his best games in Denver this year and, and from last year. He had he, This was his best game in about two years, in my honest opinion. C.J. Anderson ran hard. Now, going up, the storyline was, you know, in our key matchups was obviously the Broncos against Frank Gore. Frank Gore had a knee injury after getting hit by uh, Darian Stewart in in a pile. He finished with 10 carries for 31 yards. The Broncos' run defense was actually pretty dang good. Broncos' defense got very good in the second half. They played pretty solid in the first half, but the second half, they just, they didn't let up. They didn't let up at all. Von Miller had a sack. Aqib Tlaib had good coverage. Bradley Roby had good coverage. Chris Harris Jr. had good coverage. The Broncos overall competed. And they did so without Justin Simmons. Will Parks had a pretty decent game, in my honest opinion. But the keys we want to look at is the Broncos' offense actually got going. Now, Bill Musgrave, I thought, called a great game. Joe Woods, I thought, called a great game. Now, Vance Joseph had several questionable decisions in this game. First one being, obviously, the delay of game penalty that he took. And then it backed a 35-yard field goal up to 40 yards. You know, thinking, that oh, well, it's 40 yards. Brandon McManus can make it. Nope. Brandon McManus missed his eighth field goal of the year. Couldn't make it from 40. And that the, the inconsistent Jekyll and Hyde approach that we see with Brandon McManus has become frustrating. It's something we're definitely going to analyze this offseason over at Lockdown Broncos. Now, obviously, the Broncos can't cut him due to the amount of dead cap space it would create for them. And you don't want to do that. You want to be debt-free in the National Football League and have some room to sign some guys. But you do bring in a kicker, in my honest opinion. You bring in a kicker to challenge Brandon McManus and to put some heat on him. Because he's not feeling the heat because guess what? He signed a contract extension. And ever since he did that, he's had his worst year as a pro. So Brandon McManus has to be more consistent. It's just unacceptable in the National Football League. You need a guy who can kick and be reliable. And Brandon McManus right now is not that guy in my honest opinion. But our player of the game, got to give several game balls. Got to give three game balls away. Man, this is hard on the offensive side of the ball. But Brock Osweiler, obviously, 12-17, a buck 94, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. And it was a big rushing touchdown. I tell you what, it got the Denver Broncos on the board. The energy, the momentum was absolutely beautiful and spectacular. It was on an 11-play, 75-yard drive. Brock Osweiler took the, took the ball right up the middle. 18-yard touchdown run. Denver found themselves down. 10 to 7 going into halftime. So, heading into halftime, obviously the good news was is if you're a Lockdown Broncos listener, 
we did our jersey giveaway contest and I, I thought it absolutely went really well. So, you know, major shout out to Hype Lenny on Twitter and at Jay Harper Media. Those were the two winners of the Lockdown Broncos contest giveaway, jersey giveaway this time around. And, you know, it was fun. We had a, a lot of great participants that participated, about 55 people, put all the names in a hat, had my girlfriend draw it out live on Periscope. It was exciting. And then, you know, be able to read it off and show it and get that kind of interaction with fans is awesome. Like I said, guys, I couldn't do this show without you Locked On Broncos avid listeners. You guys rock. You guys are amazing. And uh, just because you guys are amazing, we're going to be doing a Locked On Broncos giveaway contest every single month. You're going to have the opportunity to win something Denver Broncos related by being a Locked On Broncos listener. So we'll tweet out all the details every month as the time approaches. But that was our halftime show, and it was amazing. So it was pretty good. So obviously, second half, Broncos came out and outscored and defeated the Colts 25-13. to Now, the Broncos scored pretty much a, a lot of points. Now, 18 points in the second half completely compared to Indianapolis's three. That's pretty impressive to be able to do that and just kind of shut down the Colts offense. And the Colts drove multiple times. The Denver Broncos defense had stopped Indianapolis several times on a third and three and made it a fourth and one. They just played pursuit to the ball. Keep to leave Von Miller off the edge played absolutely phenomenal in their pursuit in terms of tackling guys short. The Broncos defense rallied and that is something I'm proud of and I look forward to seeing next week how the Broncos do against the Washington Redskins. So we have to take all that into consideration. The Denver Broncos offense was loaded. 462 total yards of offense. Now the Broncos had one turnover. That was the Trevor Simeon interception. Indianapolis didn't turn the ball over. Denver didn't generate a turnover, but Von Miller got another sack that puts him on 11 at the year. Denver, I think more importantly, they stuck with the run game. And we haven't seen that happen with the Denver Broncos in quite some time. And and I kind of tweeted today, kind of being a little hypocritical, you know, not hypocritical, uh, critical of Vance Joseph. And the reason I say that is Vance Joseph came out in his press conference afterwards and said, you know, you got to stick with the run game even if you're down 10-0. Well, Vance Joseph, we were down 0-0 against the Miami Dolphins and the run game was working and you abandoned it completely and then you found yourself down 14-0. So that's just kind of contradictive. But the Denver Broncos controlled the time of possession, 36 minutes compared to Indianapolis's 23 minutes. That's absolutely amazing. The offense for the Broncos was going and C.J. Anderson had over 100 yards after contact so that's pretty good so CJ Anderson player of the game for the Denver Broncos 30 carries a buck 58 now the play of the game a play that happened that didn't really count which I wish it would have counted for the Denver Broncos was a touchdown play that happened with Devontae Booker that didn't count now Devontae Booker caught the ball on a flat route he ran and he hurtled over a defender and ran to the end zone but there was a holding call on the play Garrett Bowles and that continues to be a struggle for the young rookie out of Utah at tackle for the Denver Broncos, and it's unfortunate. It's absolutely unfortunate. I think Garrett Bowles is a good tackle. He's got a lot of things. He's got to shore up. He's got to get a little more discipline. But overall, I think Garrett Bowles is a very phenomenal player. I think he's going to have the chance to do a lot of great things here in the National Football League. So very excited about that. Obviously a big win. Broncos have the Redskins up next. So before we get to our final segment, talking about the quarterback position over at the Denver Broncos, which seems to be a topic that we consistently talk about. Denver's been through five quarterbacks this year. I want to take the time to tell you guys about MyBookie.ag. Now, MyBookie.ag is the best premier sports book out there if you love sports betting. If you love sports, you love kind of the, the aspect of betting money to win money. 
in the world of fantasy sports as well as real sports, well, then MyBookie.ag is the safest bet for you, pun intended. MyBookie.ag provides you with the reliability and comfort of a reputable company that's been around for many, many years. The reputation speaks for itself over at MyBookie.ag, and they're offering Locked On Broncos listeners right now the opportunity to receive up to a 50% deposit bonus today when they sign up over at MyBookie.ag by using promo code Locked On. Now, when you do that, mybookie.ag will provide you with 50% of a deposit bonus. So whatever you deposit, they'll match you with 50% and you can play and invest and try to get your winnings up here at Locked On Broncos and mybookie.ag, especially as the holiday season approaches, but don't go broke. You have a chance to go broke or win it all over at mybookie.ag. Start over there today. Tell, you, tell them Locked On Broncos sent you. Use promo code Locked On to receive all the benefits of what mybookie.ag can bring to you today. If you're feeling confident like I do, bet on the game. Maybe we can bet on the odds of Kirk Cousins landing up in Denver. We'll talk about that, though, on another episode. But go check out mybookie.ag today. So to dive into our final segment here on Locked On Broncos, we're going to analyze what the Denver Broncos do in the final two weeks of the regular season. Now, Trevor Simeon done for the year. Sprained AC joint. Mike Kliss reported that over there earlier today. The local non-blogger, Mike Kliss, made a shout-out over there to you. If you get that joke, tweet me. I love it. Um, but overall, Trevor Simeon being out was is kind of a blessing in disguise for the Denver Broncos. And I, Like I said, I don't want to say that to sound intentional, to sound mean in any way, but the Broncos are better off without Trevor Simeon. And, it, and last night was the proving factor. I think it was the nail in the coffin of the career of Trevor Simeon as a Denver Bronco was last night. They struggled very badly with him under center, and then all of a sudden Brock Osweiler comes in. The Broncos immediately look better, and that, we can say that same situation twice over this year. The same thing has happened. The Broncos look better with Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler is the best option at quarterback for the Broncos right now. Now, does that mean he starts next year? No, not necessarily. I think he has the opportunity to, and I think Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch may be on the roster, and the only reason Paxton Lynch will be on the roster is because he really hasn't had a chance to develop an audition for the quarterback spot, you know, obviously due to injury. So Vance Joseph has a very interesting decision to make. Do you go with Brock Osweiler, who looks like the best quarterback, who is the best quarterback on the roster, or do you go in these final two games with Paxton Lynch, where you can see what you have in two games with him. It can be a two-game audition. You can decide to move on from him. But I think the Broncos have their backup quarterback regardless, and he'll be able to compete in training camp. But I think the Broncos found their backup quarterback in Brock Osweiler. He played very well. His leadership can't be – there's nothing negative I can say. His leadership speaks for itself, and you could tell instantly in the huddle how different it was, how upbeat the offensive was, the tempo in the game. That was the most impressive part of it for me. Outside of his 12-17 performance, 194 yards, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. That was good. I like that. But I like the leadership qualities because you don't get a lot of that in the National Football League, especially at the quarterback position amongst tier quarterbacks. You see Drew Brees, you see Phillip Rivers, you see guys like that, and those guys are leaders. Those guys are leaders for their teams. Tom Brady gets on guys' butts. He chews them out. That's what a leader does. Now, Brock Osweiler takes accountability for his actions, his mistakes, and that's something I've always admired about Brock Osweiler. But I don't think that Trevor Simeon is the answer for the Denver Broncos at quarterback, and I think you move on from him. I think you absolutely have to. Now, maybe, you know, based on the Jets game, maybe he has a tiny bit of trade value somewhere. You know, some team, the New England Patriots, for crying out loud, picked up Brian Hoyer as their backup quarterback, heir to Tom Brady. 
I'm sorry, they let Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo go for Brian Hoyer. Well, then Trevor Simeon somewhere out there has some trade value. He absolutely does, and he'll find himself on a roster as a backup. He may be a decent backup, but he's not an NFL starter, at least not for the Denver Broncos, in my honest opinion. Brock Osweiler has a chance, in my opinion, to compete for quarterback. But the key that we want to look at is this game coming up with the Washington Redskins. We're going to do a Washington Redskins Lockdown Broncos crossover show this week, talking about the big matchup and possibly an audition for Kirk Cousins to audition his talents to potentially be the Denver Broncos quarterback starting next year. That's a big talk. A lot of rumors that the Broncos are going to pursue him. A lot of rumors that Kirk Cousins idolized John Elway growing up. So it only makes sense that you audition and you have a chance. Now the Redskins are faltering down towards the end of the year. They're really banged up. In my honest opinion, the Washington Redskins are one of the most injured teams right now, and you just got to feel better. And they started off the year pretty good. They looked darn good. And Kirk Cousins was saying, you like that. Well, I, I did like that. I liked seeing what Kirk Cousins was able to do. He's a guy that, in my opinion, if he had weapons to throw to, he had some time to throw the ball, he would be a guy that can have a lot of stats, a lot of statistics, a lot of success, and, and the Denver Broncos make the most sense going forward for Kirk Cousins. It could answer the Denver Broncos' dilemma at quarterback immediately, and then you draft a guy to develop. That's my honest opinion. That's what I think the Broncos should do. Real quick, want to give a major shout-out before we get off air here to Connor McGovern. Have yourself a day, fellow. What a game by Connor McGovern stepping in at right guard in the absence of Ronald Leary. So maybe the Denver Broncos do this next year. It, this is the answer. This is my solution. I think it would short things up. Matt Paradise is center. You move Ron Leary back to left guard to help out Garrett Bowles. Now, if Garrett Bowles struggles, maybe you move Garrett Bowles to right tackle. The Denver Broncos don't have a right tackle. And you keep Connor McGovern at right guard. I was absolutely impressed with how McGovern played. He got to the second level. He was nasty on his pulls. He was tied to the line of scrimmage, getting up to the next level, creating lanes for C.J. Anderson, Devontae Booker. And that, and that right there is absolutely impressive to me. So Connor McGovern is my underrated player of the game for the Denver Broncos in our Lockdown Broncos game recap. Also, be sure to go on to iTunes. Leave a five-star review for Locked On Broncos. Tell us why you love the show. Stay tuned for the latest contest details we're going to have going out starting in January for the Locked On Broncos contest giveaway. It's not a jersey this time. It's not a jersey, but it's going to be something Broncos-related, and eventually we'll get back to doing jerseys. But uh, it's just giving back to you, Locked On Broncos listeners. So tell us why you love the show. Obviously, go leave a review over at iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Broncos and at Cody Work NFL. Once again, I appreciate you guys listening happy friday the broncos won we get to watch some nfl football tomorrow on saturday with the chiefs and the colts get to get get to see an nfl network doubleheader saturday night football which is super weird saying that especially with the nfl but going to be a very exciting game to see those two teams match up especially afc west divisional rivalry we're going to check it out and we'll tweet the game you can follow us on twitter to be able to Follow along as I tweet at Cody Rourke NFL. So once again, Lockdown Broncos country, I appreciate you guys more than you know. You guys rock. Once again, this is your host, Cody Rourke, saying good night and go Broncos.